The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonall. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter, all the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you've got, yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. Yes, get your money mind right here on the Unlock Your Wealth Radio Show. I am your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonalls. I would be flanked by the In Search of Something maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. While he's making whatever he's doing on his phone. So I'm sure he's going to hear that. But anyway, uh, do you like free books? Because I know I do. And I am so thrilled because our sponsor, Audible, is going to give you a free book just for being a listener to the Unlock Your Wealth radio show. How do I get my free book, Heather? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to tell you. (laughs) Simply visit audibletrial.com forward slash unlock your wealth and you can click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And that is yours to keep whether or not you decide to select a membership. Isn't that fabulous? But, you know, as somebody that pays for two memberships each and every year and you would think I would get free books since I'm a sponsor, since they're my sponsor, but I guess I have to work on that. I don't even get free books, but I buy two things a year because, you know, I buy the the max gold is only 24 books and I read like two to three books a week. Sometimes I read a book again, so then I don't need to buy an extra book that week. It's getting tough to get free stuff these days. It is, but we still have the free stuff for you here at Unlock Your Wealth Radio, so I'm pretty excited about that. We have a great show for you today. So we are plodding through the keys. We don't have very many left. Number nine, number nine. (laughs) Now serving number nine, Bueller. Uh, So, yes, so we have key nine in our Keys to Riches financial wellness series. We have an F word for the moolah word of the day. A four-letter F word. (laughs) Create credit. Yeah, but not the moolah word. The moolah word can be different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The moolah word is a random word That's that enhances our ability was, to succeed. I, I had my I had my mind on the key. Yes, which is a good thing. Yeah, which is a good thing. And then we also have a guest today that is going to help us bust some myths about happiness and moolah. Yeah. So yeah, so Matt Kennedy is going to be joining us on today's show. But first, let's chat about this week's key, shall we? Create credit. Yes, it is our ninth key in the Keys to Riches financial wellness series. And as such, we need to expand upon that. But we're not going to do it here. I'm going to give you a little flavor for the key right now. But if you would like to see the key in its entirety, I would encourage you to visit our Facebook fan page, 
Go and like the Facebook fan page. Make sure that you select yes to get notifications so you can be alerted every time we do a Facebook Live. And every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, we do our Facebook Live show. And this week's going to be focused on creating credit. So for those of you who aren't familiar with the Keys to Riches, The Keys to Riches is a financial philosophy I created that teaches you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, like today's key. Eliminate debt, very important and relevant to today's key, as well as take and transform your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. We do this one key at a time, one week at a time, and we do this now on Mondays on Facebook. So again, visit our fan page, unlockyourwealthradio, fb.com forward slash unlockyourwealthradio, or just visit unlockyourwealthradio.com and click on our Facebook link that'll take you directly to our fan page. But make sure that you like the fan page and you check yes to get notifications. That way, every time we do a live broadcast, you will be sent a reminder to tune in. It'll be so great. So when we talk about creating credit, most people do not understand credit, what it's for, and how to use it properly. There are so many myths about credit. And so today's key actually overlaps with next week's key, which is what? Quick quiz. Oh, boy. Um, Uh, Real estate. Uh, Yeah, there you go. Remember real estate. Remember real estate. So this key dovetails off of remember real estate. That's why they're next to each other, so they can be easy to remember as well, Miguel. (laughs) Real estate, remember. I mean, remember real estate. There you go. And so what we're going to talk about this week and how it dovetails into next week's conversation. So one of the greatest investments possible is real estate. It's one of my favorites. And I used to be a stockbroker and I became a convert. So there's a purpose and a value for investing in the stock market. But if you want to build wealth, crazy wealth and leverage yourself and have other people build your wealth for you, you must be in real estate. No two ways about it. Yeah. I have both residential and commercial properties and it is just spectacular what you can do. And they're kind of recession proof because whether or not the value is there, there's always somebody that's going to pay to use your property. And the first thing that we need to do is learn how to create the ideal credit profile so we can qualify for real estate. So we're going to talk about the four layers of risk next week and how to create um, the ideal profile for us to start beginning investing in real estate. And so next week, we're going to learn how to measure how close to or far away from we are from our very first real estate investment. So uh, the way today's key works is that in today's key, what we need to do is focus on the 85 factors that go into a credit into your credit score and realize what which ones don't really matter. There's only three that make up a majority of your score and the score that you get in whether you're getting it from your free app or some subscription is not the credit score that people make to determine credit worthiness. It's just a random assessment, but different types of credit 
weight the credit scoring models differently. So while you may be personally a 700, based on a real estate score, you could maybe be 650. Based on an auto loan score, you could be a 762. Mm -hmm. So it all depends on how it's weighted. And so if you want to learn how to evaluate your real estate or your credit and how to identify what it is that you need to do to get great credit, we're going to talk about uh, the four C's of underwriting in next week's show. But in, in today's or in this week's Facebook Live, we need to be paying attention to what goes into a great credit report and how to determine credit quality and why credit quality trumps credit score every time. Mm. Every time it does that. So if you'd like to learn more about this week's key, visit facebook.com forward slash unlock your wealth radio and just like the page and ask to get notifications so you too can be alerted every time we post a new show. Moolah word of the day. What do you think about the moolah word of the day? Can you guess a four letter financial word that begins with F? Oh boy. Um, I'll give you a hint. It's actually an acronym. It's not really a word. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pass. <laughs> not even going to try? Yeah, an acronym. I mean, yeah. um, FICA. Oh, I was, I was going to say the uh, federal insurance program, which is what? Well, FICA is the Social Security Withdrawals, and it stands for Federal Insurance Contributions Act. But what's the savings? You know, federal savings insurance. What's that acronym? Uh, the the FSA. I guess that could be it. Yeah, for, like an FSA account for insurance. You know, when you open up a savings account, it's insured. Oh, FDIC. FDIC, thank you. There you go. That's the, for the Federal Deposit of yeah. Insurances Corporation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that insures your deposits. And I think now it's been, um, I remember when I was a kid, I was going, ooh, $100,000. Yeah. I, I can't wait till I have $100,000 someday. And then when I got the $100,000, i am like, ooh. This is nothing. I can't wait to add the next zero to this. It's pretty exciting, you know. Um, but now, so FDIC insurers, I think it's over a million now, really? or at least up to that. It's It's gone up quite a bit. I mean, we're talking like 40 years. Wow. <laughs> anyway. A little took, bit of inflation I adjustment took, there. I took you off the real word. I'm sorry. Um, that's okay. FICA. That's okay. Because had I... Not wanted to, I wouldn't have chased the squirrel. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> but you know how easy it is to get me to go that way. <laughs> so uh, FICA is the federal law which requires employers to withhold a portion of employee wages and pay them to the government trust fund, which provides retirement benefits. I'm pronouncing my words really funny, aren't I? It's an acronym for the Federal Insurance Contribution Act, and it's more commonly known as Social Security. Uh, So here's the, the, you know, we see a lot that has to do with Social Security, and we talk about illegal immigration and breaking the system. But isn't it curious that there's all these contributions made by these bogus Social Security numbers, but there aren't any claims made Hmm. from those said Illegals. Just a little thought. Where's all that money? That's what I want to know. Yeah. But I want to know something more important, and I know just the man that's going to share it with us. The old saying goes, money can't buy you happiness, but research shows that it's not exactly the case. 
Investment Advisor Representative Matt Kennedy with Presley Wealth Management is here to talk about how what we do with our money impacts our mood. Isn't that fabulous? Matt, welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. I'm thrilled to start busting some money myths with you. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to have our conversation because I love dispelling financial myths, don't you? I love it because there are so many myths that are sold as fact, and if you can bust the myths, it's a whole lot easier to manage your money. So uh, this next myth is kind of funny. I actually have an ashtray that a friend of mine gave me, and it's hysterical. It says, uh, money can't buy you happiness. People with $15 million are no happier than people with 14. You know, that's very true, because there, there's this myth out there. Well, the more money I have, the happier I'll be. And I found about seven or eight years ago a Harvard study that came out that says that once you start making money, especially if you're young and you're just starting out, and you're being paid minimum wage, and it's a struggle to make ends meet, there's not much happiness. And you're thinking, if I could just make $100,000 a year, I would be happy. But the study that was done out of Princeton, actually, they surveyed thousands of Americans, and they found the most interesting thing. Once you surpass making about 75000 a year, the level of happiness didn't grow that much because it takes about $75,000 a year to enjoy a comfortable American life. But once you surpass that, if you get to seven hundred and fifty, you do not exponentially increase your happiness. Isn't that interesting? It is curious, especially because uh, that is in direct conflict with what uh, the Huffington Post wrote just recently, um, because they're saying that people with higher incomes are overall happier. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, give me one researcher who says one thing, and we can always find a researcher who debunks it. But I'll tell you, it's really, in my opinion, it's a matter of and we'll talk more about this, but it's a matter of what you do with that money that creates ah. happiness. The dollar figure alone is not the key. It's the burden of debt, and I know we'll get into that. That's a huge issue, but it's what you spend your money on that really creates the happiness. So that just dovetails into my next question perfectly. So what should we be spending our money on to generate more happiness in our lives? Well, Princeton said, the Princeton study said, once you make over $75,000 a year, that your happiness does not rise logarithmically. So let's, let's give you three things, three things that you should keep in mind. And this all comes out of research. But as a money manager for the last 11 years, I can tell you this research is dead on the money. Spend your money after you've paid your bills on exp- – I mean, let me say that again. You can edit that. Spend your money on experiences, not stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. Our country is driven by consumerism, right? 70% of our gross domestic product is because we go out and we buy stuff. Stuff. However, a Harvard study out said that 57% of people reported greater, greater happiness – from an experience versus a thing. I'm not against things. I love things. I just asked my wife. I've been married 24 years, and I still have to ask permission. But I said, (laughs) honey, can I please have the new Xbox One X for Christmas? And she said, maybe. We'll have to talk to Santa. 
Now, that's a thing, right? <laughs> but that thing the comes thing. with an experience. Here's the experience. My 23-year-old son who lives away may stop by the house and play some Xbox with me. And you know what that means? That means happiness for me. Buy experiences. Don't buy stuff. Buy things that create memories like trips. And you'll find that spending your money on that versus a material thing will often create more long-term happiness. Are you familiar with the study they did years ago about people who bought stuff, material things, on credit versus the people that saved up and paid cash for them and the level of experience um, and and the difference of um, value and long-term happiness with the products? I think that... I think that's kind of like eating candy versus eating broccoli, right? If you eat candy, you have a quick, a quick sugar rush, but it doesn't last very long. If you eat your broccoli, although you may not like broccoli, you don't get a quick rush, but it sustains you longer. That's the difference. Credit and credit debt, that's the candy. Saving it and then buying it, that's the broccoli. I love that analogy. That's such an awesome analogy. Well, because my mom, made, she made me eat broccoli, and I hated broccoli. You just got to put but enough I butter really on like it. it over time. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Yeah, it's just more better with butter. <laughs> you just need some butter on it. That's all. Exactly. That's what makes the broccoli palatable. Because you know, you want one more. Yes, give I'd some l- of your money away. So, number one, if you're comfortable and your bills are paid, and that's the first thing. We'll talk more about debt later. But number one is focus on the experience, not on the stuff. Number two, give. My grandmother used to say it's more blessed to give than receive. Well, the Bible says that, right? But in a hundred countries surveyed by the Gallup organization, they found the people who gave tended to be happier than those who did not give. I know you have listeners all across the country, but in the deep south, I'm in Louisiana, We tend to be among the most generous givers in the country, and I happen to think that's why Southern hospitality is what it is, because we like to give. It may not be money. It may be a good uh, crawfish etouffee, but we love to give. Try giving. If you're feeling down, give. Give to a homeless shelter. The feeling you'll get from giving will return tenfold dollar on dollar. It's an it's definitely an exponential return and I'm so glad it you is. suggested that. You are listening to Matt Kennedy on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. This segment is sponsored in part by keepmyid.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown with their special offer for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners right now by visiting unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash keepmyid and click on the link to start protecting your financial future right now. So, Matt, you have one more. You said you were going to give us three tips. Here's one, and I think this one is so powerful. You know, they say money, well, it was the Beatles that said can't buy any love. That may be true, but you may be able to buy yourself some time. So if you're working on how do I uh, make more meaningful decisions with my money, buy yourself some time. Uh, I I love to quote studies because I'm a science-based person. But the University of Zurich recently had a study out that said that people with longer commutes tend to be some of the unhappiest people. If you're driving or commuting an hour and a half to work, hour and a half home, 
Maybe it's worth taking a lower paying job where your commute is 20 minutes. Wow. At first, all we see is dollar signs, right? Well, but I'm going to have to take a 27% pay cut. Yes, but what about your life? What about your happiness if you're not on the train or in the car or stuck on the freeway for an hour and a half? Sometimes time is much more valuable than money. But use that extra time in the right way. Maybe you put that extra time into volunteering. Maybe you pick up a little part-time work. If you're not spending 15 hours stuck on the freeway, maybe you put some of that time back into a part-time job and help increase your actual cash flow, especially if you have debt. I'm so surprised at that because, you know, for me, when I, you know, I live in Phoenix and I used to have a a mortgage company down in Tucson. We had several uh, branches and I used to be, since I was in Ahwatukee, uh, which is on the southern end of Phoenix, I was always the go-to person to go down to Tucson. And I loved that, you know, hour and 45 minute drive because I read my audio book. So I was productive during that time. So I never felt it was a bother or, or a pain, but I'm surprised because I'm, I'm wondering if people just aren't being productive with that time. You know, if you're on a train, well, you could do a lot of things. I, I, I don't disagree with you, but think about that part of the country. It's kind of wide open. You're not stuck in traffic. But if yes. you're sitting in that same traffic in Boston for an hour and a half, you can be productive, but it can be, it can be life and soul draining if yeah. you're crawling along at four miles per hour. That would suck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll agree with you there. That would suck. I didn't think about that. I'm spoiled. I was born and raised here in Arizona, yeah, so okay. I uh, I don't yeah. have that. Try sitting on uh, try sitting on uh, the 405 in Los Angeles for an hour and a half every day. That will literally remove your soul from your body, put it <laughs> under your feet, and crush it. <laughs> Michael is from the Northeast, so he's nodding, so he agrees with you. <laughs> See, yeah, that's uh, that's so crazy. So. Um, So let's just say we don't have this windfall. Let's say we're one of those folks in this study that's living paycheck to paycheck. Are there there spending habits that those folks are doing that actually decrease their happiness? Absolutely. And this is going to be such a duh comment I'm going to make. But if you are spending beyond your means, you are actually crushing your own soul. Uh, There was a... Here I go again. Another study. <laughs> I love it. Another study came out recently, and it was about stock market losses. And as financial advisors uh, here at Presley Wealth Management, you know we focus on that, but we're primarily focused on retirement planning. But they did a study, and they found that a 30% gain in a client's stock market portfolio brought on a certain amount of happiness. However, hmm. a 30% loss brought on far much pain. So our, our human, as humans, we're not really built to deal with loss very well. Same thing with spending. If you're living on credit cards, if you're racking that up, you may have $14,000 in credit card bills, and it's not staring you in the face, but your body feels the pain. You emotionally are not getting the right amount of sleep. So the first thing you have to do is build a budget. I know that's the awful Word. If it were a four-letter word, it would just be B-D-G-D. <laughs> but it's a budget. You have to have one. Do not spend beyond your means. And if you are in debt, you have to tackle that debt. Take the smallest debt you have, pay it off first. Why do people say that? Because if I've got a debt that's $614, 
and I have another credit card that has $16,000. The $16,000 represents Mount Everest. I'll never get there. I'll never <laughs> climb it. But the $600 debt, well, that's the hill at the edge of town. I can climb that. Mm-hmm. Once you give yourself the joy of knocking out one debt, it's easier to climb. So knock out the smallest debt first. Yep, it's it, it builds the momentum. It's the flywheel effect. So when she can get going through the little guys, then the big ones become easier to tackle. Plus, the the bonus is that all that money you were throwing at those smaller debts now allows you to throw that same amount of money up to the bigger debts. Well, Albert Einstein once said, and this is a paraphrase, not an exact quote, but that uh, compounding interest was greater than nuclear energy. It, compounding interest is the most powerful force on Earth. But if you hear nothing else I've said today, hear this. Compounding interest can be your friend or your enemy. You have to be on the right side of compounding. If you come <laughs> to us, we invest money. 30 years later, that money has grown compounded at 6.5%. You're on the right side of compounding. But if you're making credit card payments... On a credit card that has 13.5% interest, you are on the wrong side of compounding interest. If you want to succeed in life, I don't care if you're 12 or 92, you have to be on the right side of compounding interest. It's really not that difficult to grow wealth. Just don't bury yourself deep in debt. That is the key. I'm always saying to my clients, you can pay interest or you can collect it. The choice is yours. Yes. And so I'm a big fan of the collecting interest part. (laughs) That's the side I would like to be on. It adds up, doesn't it? Oh, no question. No question. So, um, so here's, here's a quick quiz question for you. Let's see what side of the fence that you fall on. So which one is more important or should you do both at the same time? Getting out of debt or building savings and retirement? Uh, that's a tough one because it, in part, it depends on how close you are to retiring. At our firm, uh, Presley Wealth Management, we're focused primarily on retirement. So if someone comes to us, uh, let's say, and they have a significant amount of debt, but they're close to retiring, we may, we may scale back on the percentage they're putting into their 401k and begin paying down some debt but we can't totally stop saving because maybe they want to retire in five years. But mm-hmm. if you are under the age of 50, it is my opinion, this is just my opinion, I think you absolutely have to throw yourself at the debt and eradicate it, especially if that debt is double-digit or high single-digit credit card debt. If you look back at the stock market over the last 40 years, we're averaging somewhere around 9%. Well, if you've got a credit card that's at 13.9%, my goodness, you cannot hope to grow your money faster than the interest on the credit card is mounting. So if retirement isn't staring you in the face within the next 10 years, eradicate the debt. I'll go so far as to say, if you're young and your company has a 401k match, only put in enough money to get the match. That's free money. The rest, pay your debt. Once the debt is eradicated, then you can raise your level of savings. 
And and I always say it depends when people say, well, should I pay off my credit card debt first or should I pay off or should I save for retirement? And I always say it depends. <laughs> it does depend. Exactly. It, it depends. But again, it goes back to the previous question and answer. Which side of interest do you want to be on? So if you've got a home loan, for example, and your home loan is 3.75%, clients will sometimes come in, they're two years away from retiring, and they'll say, Matt, I want to go take $100,000 out of my 401k and pay off my house. And usually the answer is why? The home home mortgage interest deduction, which may or may not be staying in place, right? That gives you a benefit. You don't pay all the taxes. If you go pull out that big hunk at one time, you're creamed on taxes. And the interest rate is so low, there's a very good chance you can grow your money faster than that rate of interest. Conversely, if you've got $20,000 of 17.99% credit card debt, yes, let's take the money out, let's pay off the taxes and move on, pay the taxes, pay the debt and move on. Well, and besides, you know, the real estate, if you're living there, it's not an investment. It's never an investment if you live there. It would only make sense if you would be increasing your rate of return on a piece of real estate that's an investment piece. And And I never advise that either because somebody else is paying down that mortgage anyway. It's not going to help you. Exactly. If you're not going to make more money per month by paying off the loan, you would be better spending money on improving the property to get higher rents, but paying down the mortgage isn't going to affect that. And so, great minds think alike. <laughs> that's us. Well, Matt, it's been such a pleasure to chat with you today. If folks want to get a hold of you, learn more about what you do, how do they find you? Easiest thing, uh, easiest way to find us is online. It's just thepresleygroup.com. Uh, we're not related to Elvis. Uh, that's just a family name for our company, but it's thepresleygroup.com. We're located uh, just outside of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Go Tigers. And if we can be of any help, you'll find our phone number on the website. Outstanding. Thank you so much, Matt. And for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. Unlock Your Wealth Radio is here where you can visit Matt's show page, get the links to his website, and so much more. For the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2017 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.